0: You are listening to the Project Weight Loss Podcast, where your best life is just one project away. And now, your host and life coach, Fina Perez. Hello, everyone. I'm really jazzed today. You know how I get jazzed. (laughs) And of course, today is no different. I'm so excited about sharing what I think is a large part of how to get it done, how to execute our Project Weight Loss. (laughs) R-P-W-L. <laughs> and I shortened that, I made it an acronym just so that it would fit in the title of this podcast. And you know, here's the funny part in a nutshell, it's just to do it and don't quit. Well, okay, so maybe it's not as simplistic as that, but I want to break it down for you in this episode. I'm going to be talking about the different types of actions. I'll be talking about the action as it relates to changing our habits and specifically the habit loop and the master in this area is absolutely fantastic. And I have so much respect for him. He is Dr. Judson Brewer. I will also be touching a little bit on goals, goals in a macro sense. So let's go. And, you know, I want to start out, though, by saying that you don't know what you don't know. And yet for me, as a planner, I don't want to go into things blindly. I'm very linear for the most part, (laughs) except for the year that I got Twitter painted and met my honey. I did really well academically in school and in college. I worked really hard. And, you know, I love the knowing. I love the science. I love the research. And Of course, the planning, it's just, it really fills my cup. But here's the thing, that in and of itself isn't enough. You have to act, you have to execute because that's where the learning happens. When you couple the action with the knowledge you have, well, you're way ahead of the game. So when I say, even when you don't know how, just do it, absolutely, because you're gonna learn so much. And you know, there's a question that I've heard in the past and I've heard debated about this idea of which one is more valuable, the experience or the brain knowledge. And I'm like, that's not really the right question to ask. The right question is how do I learn as much as I can and then act and not quit? So I can learn as much as I can and succeed in my goals and I can be unstoppable. And that's the question. How do I do that? And how do you do that? I think it's by planning, by researching ourselves. And for us, for our project weight loss is this idea of coupling our awareness and being unstoppable with our action. This is the gold. Because for us, now we know we have all this great information about clean eating and how we want to be 90% of the time there. And if you listen to my food podcast, and if you haven't, I highly recommend you do, you know what the clean eating can be. I want to be 90% of the time there. And why do I want to be there? And if you listen to the brain science podcast, you'll learn why. You'll learn about the research, the brain science of why we overeat. Because these ground up substances, they jack up our brain. They totally mess with our brain. So it's not functioning as designed. And this is great information for us to know for our project weight loss, because now we have the knowledge that we have the wherewithal and we have a plan. And we know what fuels our bodies. We also know that all of this can only start with loving and caring for ourselves. Our self-love, you know what I'm going to say, is not negotiable. We know that after we step into awareness of ourselves, then it's time to act, right? And this action is not just any action. It's what I call unstoppable action. So, Let's talk about this concept going back of not knowing how. And someone may say someone invented something and they didn't know how. And that's true. No one thought that up. But they did not come at it at point zero. They came at it with some information, some concept, some idea. And from there, they ran with it. Then the not knowing how, you learn by doing. You learn by falling, by failing. That's why failing is so beautiful. Beautiful. You know, so many times when I was younger, I didn't want to fail. And I've shared that with you. We are taught that the D, the F is bad. You won't make the cut. But there's so much knowledge and so much that you can gain from failure. And here's the thing. By not doing, you fail 100%. But by doing, you don't fail 100% because you got a lot of lessons out of that. A lot of lessons. And you course correct. And that's exactly what a project is. Our project is you coming into awareness. You have some research, you have some planning, you have the information, you have who's going to help you and the tools, and then you get to work. And then you realize, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> that thing that I did my plan, uh, not such a good idea, <laughs> but then we can tweak it or, oh, I didn't know that. And that's where the controlling comes in. That's why for projects, a lot of the times you will see in a project plan that the execution part goes hand in hand with the controlling and the monitoring piece. And we will talk a lot about that in the subsequent episodes. And a good chunk of our time is going to be spent there, you know, controlling and monitoring. And it's everything is related to it. You know, we, when we talk about our emotions it's what drives us to do the thing. And so emotions are really a big deal. And we don't want to see it as a big deal, but they really are. And what affects our emotions? It's other people, the stakeholders. How do we handle our interactions with them? Not how do we handle other people? How do we handle ourselves around other people? That's the key. You know, it's not the situation. It's not the person. It's how we show up. And there's a whole host of information around that too how to control for those factors. And we will get into that in subsequent podcasts. But for this podcast, I'm super excited about this because this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where it gets real, where you execute. And so I talked about decisions. And for me, the decision's been made. It's a go. (laughs) And so now today, it's the execution, the action. But like I said, not just any action, it's unstoppable action. And you know, I love to be inspired, but here's where inspiration and I take a good look at each other. (laughs) Because how you will execute is not by motivation or a big goal. And the key is, is visualizing your path to get there and visualizing yourself coming up with the obstacles and overcoming them. And knowing that the small obstacles that are in your way are coming and it's okay, we will recover from them. So when you set your goal, there's no need to fixate on it, just let it go, it's going to happen. And the great thing that goes right alongside with this visualization is the ability to become the watcher of you. So what do I mean by that? It's the ability to step outside yourself to see yourself. You know, you're not what you do, your job, your parental role, you're a mom, you're a daughter, you're a caretaker, or um, you know, you you feel a certain way. You're fearful. You're not your emotions, and you're not the things that you do. What you do and who you are is different. You are the watcher. And once you get this concept, I know it's a bit out there. <laughs> At least it was for me when I first really understood it. But it's so fantastic. This is another reason why meditating, or sitting in stillness, or walking in nature is so great. And you know, an important part of it is this term that I heard someone mention of radical compassion, the idea to really have compassion for yourself as you become the watcher of the things you do and the things you think. So when you start the execution of your project weight loss, when all of this is happening, you get a hit up dopamine to say that you can do this. And I want all of this to start with the action of the small steps. And we know that dopamine is huge when it comes to our habits, why we do what we do. Remember the nucleus accumbens and the neural pathways that are formed when we take the actions that we take? Dopamine can create those pathways, but our new habits can create new neural pathways. And that is where I want us to be in the small bite-sized daily actions that is, are going to create a new path for us. And here's the thing, even thinking the overcoming can trigger the same neural pathways, which is why it's so fantastic to visualize yourself overcoming. I love Zig because he was the goals maester. And while we won't talk in, in a lot of detail about goals today, I just want to say that having them is so much better than not having them. And the other thing I want to say about goals is that they have to be your goals, not your mom's or your friends, but yours for you and by you. So you have your goals, you started taking little actions. And with that, I want to talk about what I see as the different types of actions. And the first type of action is inaction, (laughs) which is simply not starting, which is usually caused by fear. And you know, fear loves to pretend to be necessary or by overthinking or overanalyzing and yes, overplanning. Bottom line is that we don't start or don't want to start for whatever the reason. This is an action. Then there's passive action and passive action is my favorite. (laughs) it's busy work. You know, it appears to be necessary. It appears to be fruitful and it can be sometimes, but not when it stalls us from executing. And the reason that I say that it's my favorite is because this type of action is usually coupled with intellectual action, the research, the data, the stories, all the fun stuff in my mind right? The consumption of all the things learning. You read an article and it leads you to another interesting article. And the next you know, you're an expert in why mushrooms are the best things since sliced bread. (laughs) Well, I probably shouldn't give that metaphor since I don't need flour, but you get the idea. It's great, but it's passive action. And this type of action can also show up as a class, a book, a talk, all great, but not true, unstoppable action. The next is the actual action or what I call unsustainable action. And this one is tricky because it may feel like we're doing it. You may feel really motivated. So if it's running, you want the burn, right? The go big or go home mentality that I love so much. But for me, the go big or go home is my big goal. Definitely not in my daily actions. Things happen that derail us here. And primarily it's the fear. Of so many things, fear of failure, fear of our past, fear of disappointment. So we make the decision and then we start worrying over the fear and obsessing over the results of falling off, right? It's too great of a price to pay. The discomfort of that is too great a cost. And so what do we do? We quit, right? It's like Sig talks about when he talks about his pity party that he would tell himself and everyone about how he would pay the price and The sweet realization that we don't pay the price for eating healthy, for having an exercise routine. We enjoy the benefits of it. We pay the price for quitting. And so be careful with the quitting when you start with the concept of a big goal that can lead to an unattainable goal if we let it. The thing about just taking action is that many times we start out with the great intentions. And as I said, we quit. We stop because it's no longer interesting or no longer working as we see it, or we are bored or tired of it. It's not sustainable action. Resistance kicks in, usually because we are too stringent on our goals, or we are not focused on the right goals for us. So let's be the watcher of our thinking, of our minds, and our emotions, and our goals. A great example of this is with my running. I've seen so many people start so strong. They will run faster than me because they want to feel the burn. They want to make it count. And we'll do it a couple of times a month and then give up. (laughs) It's too much. (laughs) When we start out with that attitude, it ends up being too much. Then there's what is the focus of our project weight loss as it pertains to the execution phase, the unstoppable action. And what is this action? This action is based on small steps that will lead us to our project weight loss goal, consistently with self-love and full awareness, awareness of why we do what we do and how to move to act and then act without quitting, without stopping. And you know, I love the concept of showing up for ourselves and executing with small and deliberate tasks. When I first started this journey, I thought I'm going to continue every day and just stick to my plan. And if I don't stay on plan on that meal, I don't focus on it. I looked at it and I tell myself, I'm keeping on, keeping on from right now, not tomorrow, not Monday, from right now. Then two weeks, a little easier. Week four, a little easier. And week seven, much easier. I constrained myself to smaller, actionable goals and made the commitment to myself that I would not quit no matter what. I knew that I would mess up and I would learn from the fall. And I also knew that if I tripped up on one step, I was not going to throw myself down the staircase by binging because I did not eat exactly on plan. I recommitted and stayed laser focused and worked on being in full awareness I became the watcher of myself. And with that, I want to focus on the maester in this area because he really breaks this down for us. He talks about how to break bad habits and moves us towards this unstoppable action concept that I love. I was introduced to Dr. Judson Brewer through the meditation app. The Calm app. His class was the first master class in the app, and as such, he's the perfect master for us in this area because he's a leading expert on addiction and specializes in habit change. He is a psychiatrist, neuroscientist, and clinical researcher, and he wrote the Craving Mind book. I love his voice and his teachings. So please, please check him out. He's so good. What I've learned from Dr. Brewer is this concept he equates to seeing this change as in moving through three gears. And so he talks about the first gear, which is that of awareness of being caught in the habit loop. And, you know, I re-listened to his class recently and was so happy to hear him talk about the nucleus accumbens, the downstream pathways that receives dopamine from our brain. It's the reward-based learning system. And we've talked about it in the brain science episode, so I won't go over it here. What I learned from him is this idea about dependent origination. And he talks about how this concept was first written about 2,500 years ago. And it's this idea that we get this cue and that we interpret it as pleasant or unpleasant. And of course, we have the urge to keep the pleasant thing going. And then we identify ourselves with those actions We have a subjective bias because we learn to behave based on our previous actions on the small daily things we do. The pleasant habit becomes a reward for us. It becomes then a reward-based learning. And what is that? It's a trigger that creates a behavior that gives us a reward. And he teaches about the concept of what I think as the watcher and exploring what we get from this and how to hack this system. He mentions how to step out of the old habits. He talks about operant conditioning. And we touched a bit on this during our food episode. The idea that the pleasant things in life are just to keep the same habit going, that thought going. And this also works for the negative aspect in the same way. And you know, the food industry knows this and they use this science as well to sell us the overly highly processed foods. And I love his gears analogy because he talks about his first gear of being the awareness in a non-judgmental way to be with the urge. And for me, I love this idea of awareness, of having radical self-compassion for myself in order to come out the other side. And this idea of starting with the most important thing is so valuable to me, which is why I started my podcast with the awareness and choosing unconditional love. Even if we haven't hit the gas pedal yet, or if you have, perfect, I have too, I'm with you. If not, come on, let's do this. Then in the second gear, I learned from him about hacking the reward-based learning and asking the valuable question of what am I getting from this, looking at my actions and my behaviors and telling myself it's time to reward myself with new behaviors, creating new neural pathways in my brain for the new me, which brings us to the third gear of finding and acting on things that are more rewarding and stepping out of the previous habit to the new rewarding habit, changing our behavior. He speaks to this idea of decoupling the craving from the habit. And for us, we can sit with the craving, watch it, feel it, and decouple it from the action of overeating. And so how do we do this? He teaches that we use the RAIN method of recognizing it, allowing it, investigating, and then noting it, or as I see it, writing it out, (laughs) where we are responding by being in full immersion with the feeling and responding with awareness instead of reacting by eating the food that is not on our plan. And the key is the small steps that are paced, not forced. So for us, we will choose our behavior and in the right process as in our project weight loss. And if you follow along, you will get the sequence of the project. Then we hold with the small steps, continue making it our new habits. And when life gets lifey and we fail and we fall off, we start again. But we are so tempted to go big on the little actions. What happens sometimes is that we hit it hard go really big with the unattainable steps, and then it's too much. Then we beat ourselves up and we backslide. So let's nip that. Let's have attainable small steps in the right way so that they stick. And then we don't need to worry about it. We just need to keep at the steady, small, realistic goal. And then when we have that, then we move to the next. So when I said 90% clean eating, that's doable. It's clear. It's flexible. It's not... I will eat on plan every day all the time. That's too stringent and it will make us fall off quicker. So let's make our action steps flexible and attainable and create a new habit loop. Be the watcher and course correct when we go off plan, not beating ourselves up, but knowing that this is part of the journey and it's all about the journey. So to recap the types of action, there's inaction, which is not starting. Passive action, which is the conception of all things, but the actual start. (laughs) So my favorite, the learning part. Then there's the action that can be frail because we usually overshoot and then get easily derailed. And then there is where we want to be for the execution phase of our project weight loss, the unstoppable action, which means you will not quit no matter what. Then we learned about the amazing master, Dr. Judson Brewer, who teaches us how to break bad habits, the how by teaching us about the habit loop, which is a reminder, a trigger or a cue, then looking at the routine behavior and then hacking it with a new reward behavior and getting really into it with the RAIN method, which is recognizing it, allowing it, investigating and then noting it, or as I said, writing it out. And you know, I have to talk about my running. In my running last week, I had to course correct my execution of my running plan because I found out that the half marathon, the por- there's a portion that is really hilly. And while I run hills, I have not trained for my long run specifically with the hills. It has been fairly flat with around a 400 foot elevation. But this elevation for the half will be 1,100 feet. So it's almost a three times as much. So what did I do? I hit the hills (laughs) and I'm feeling the change, but I decided to put a higher emphasis on the recovery runs after the hills. I don't run the day after. Instead, I go on a hike to recover from the run. I take it a little easier on myself, on my body. So I wanna have the mentality for the long run and for our project weight loss that is for the long term. It's not meant to be hard. But when it does get hard, it's quite all right because we can recover. And, you know, my running coach, Coach Bennett, says that the best running is the recovery running because most people want to run really fast. And the real key is the recovery. We need to come back strong. And the sweet spot is the picking ourselves up and being compassionate with ourselves because, man, do we love to beat ourselves up right? And so imagine that you decide ahead of time that failing is part of life and that it's okay. And that you decide that when you fail, you will be kind to yourself and not quit. What if you just acknowledge the fear, the failures ahead of time during your execution of this plan? And so when you take all the action, the unstoppable part of the action is in the recovery And we definitely want to be in the unstoppable action. This is the execution part of our weight project weight loss. And while we go big, we really want to be in the consistency of what we do 90% of the time. And then when things go wrong, we recover quickly. We become the watcher of ourselves and claim our unstoppability. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Hey, thanks for listening. If you're ready to achieve your weight loss goal and grow into your most authentic and amazing self along the way, check out our website at projectweightloss.org. See you there.